In today's conversation, we are going to talk about the power of optimism. And we're also going to talk about why lately one of my favorite words is perhaps. Let's get into it. Welcome into the Bears and Lions podcast. I am your host, Kyle Vaught, and this is the podcast where we challenge our present by viewing our past. I'm a firm believer that our greatest future lies within the correct view of our past, because when we actually look at the things that we've gone through, as crazy as some of the stories that we have, some of the uh, times where it's like, you don't even know what it's like. I mean, we all have them, right? We have times where it's like, we probably should not be here right now. Uh, We have some incredible stories of overcoming. Uh, We also have stories of triumph. We have stories of accomplishment that I think it's important to correctly view and be able to bring into our present to be able to really challenge what our mindset is and the worry that we may face, the anxiety that we may face when we're stepping into the future, right? Because that's the point of this podcast. It's to step into our future together. And that's what I want to do. I want to step into our future. And today, I just I wanted to talk to you about the power of optimism. I was actually texting with one of my friends this morning. Um, we've been going through uh, some reading together uh, every single morning just to kind of get our minds right. And it, there came a, a term, a, a word, and perhaps came about. And I was like, I love this word. I love what it means. I love the mentality. It has such a optimistic feel to it, right? Perhaps something great will happen today. Perhaps there is more than you could ever possibly imagine, right? Perhaps things could go really bad, but perhaps things could go really good. And so lately I have been waking up every morning with that mentality of perhaps. And so I was excited that our reading this morning had that mentality of perhaps as well. Now, most of you know that about two and a half weeks ago, I interviewed for a new position with my current employer. It's within the company that I work for, um, but it would have been a pay raise. It would be a bunch of stuff. I kind of gave you some spoiler alerts right there. Um, They told me the decision would be about two weeks. And so Thursday night, right as I was about to clock out and end my day, I get a message from the hiring manager. um, Hi, Kyle, let me know if you're available or when you're available. And I just had this feeling like deep down inside of my soul. I was like, I kind of know what is about to happen. Uh, I, I I know what this conversation is. It just, I've, I've had this, me- that same message, uh, message to me before. And I just, I knew. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm available. Let's go ahead and get this over with. And for the next 30 minutes, I talked with the hiring manager and he gave me some really good feedback. But one of the things that was really hard to hear was he was like, you know, we all liked you. Um, We thought you came off very polished and well-spoken. And we all thought you were great, except we thought you would be a better fit in this position, not our position, but a different position. And he was like, I want to help you get this position. So I reached out to the managers already. They want to talk to you. They want to meet you. I was like, dang, okay, like that's that's pretty pretty cool. Of course, we never like to hear no, and we never like to hear that rejection. And the main thing was is that it was not the outcome that I had worked for or that I prepared for or that I wanted, right? I put so much time and effort into preparing for the interview, researching what that job was like, 
Um, I took time out of my day to make sure that I was well in a, in a good understanding of what that position would be like. And I knew it's something that I could do at a very high level and I could be successful. Of course, there's always training and things like that. Um, I'm not going to be perfect at it, but I just knew this was something that I would love to do. It definitely kind of hit me a little bit different too, because the hiring manager kept saying how much that he liked me and, and wanted to see me succeed and how much he wants to help me get into a position um, that is a monetary, you know, raise and uh, gets me into a position with growth opportunity because there's a lot of potential and things like that. Now we hear these words and I gave myself, I said, I give, I give myself three days so I can feel it for three days. So Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday, all this weekend, I just felt it. I was like, this is the time that I have to feel this pain of rejection and failure in my own sense of, no, I didn't get the job. Now, what was really cool is I gave myself these three days on purpose so that I would process it and I wouldn't bottle it up. And I don't want to have the mentality of I'll show them because that tends to um, become an identity, right? We, we put it and internalize it into our identity of I'm going to prove it. We hear about these stories all the time from athletes and, and even on you know, social media platforms, we hear it all the time. Um, the, the best thing I ever heard was you can't, um, and, you know, I, and so I'm going to show you that I can. It's that mentality of I am only doing it to prove to somebody else or to prove something to somebody else. I don't have that mentality and I don't want that mentality. I, I think that that is a dangerous mentality overall is because your identity is wrapped up in whether or not you can prove somebody wrong. And it may not mean anything, anything to that person or to anybody else, right? They may say, I don't think you can do it. And they don't mean it in a sense of, you know, any ill intent. It's just realistic. And so now we, we push so hard and it's like, look what I've done. And if it doesn't impact them at all, and if they're like, okay, cool. Um, that can be really damaging. And I know this from personal experience because I very much used to be somebody who, if you told me that I couldn't do something, I would literally tear myself apart to prove to you that I could. I learned that I found myself just broken and beaten because there would be these giant obstacles, these walls that would be in front of me. And somebody would say, you, you can't go through that you're going to have to figure out a different way. And I would just say, no, I can. And so I would rear up and I would run straight for the wall. Boom. There'd, the wall would shake, crack. And, and I say this metaphorically, but I always envisioned it whenever this took place is I will run through this wall. And I would eventually, whatever it was, whether it was school, whether it was work, whether it was a management when I was in management, I had been told these things and I, boom, I, I would just hit it with everything I had. But the problem was when I went through that brick wall or that mental brick wall of you can't do this, I broke so many emotional bones. I broke so many emotional contacts. I broke so many good connections and friendships because I was so focused on just breaking through and I was just left mangled and it took me a long time to heal. So I got through 
but I was so unwell that it didn't even matter that I got through. It was like, yeah, I showed them and I was near dead by the end of it, uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically. But it, it just reminded me this weekend as I really kind of just sat there in it. And I said, I'm going to give myself time to emotionally process and mentally process that I didn't get the job. Even though I think I interviewed really well, even though I think I would do a great job at the job, I didn't get the job. That is the reality. There is no other outcome. It's not going to randomly change. I'm not going to wake up one day and it's going to change. Uh, and I know this and I'm glad that I'm able to process it. But now is the opportunity where I can wake up and move forward and I can learn from it. And that's why I want to talk to you about optimism specifically. Um, a really cool quote from Winston Churchill says, A pessimist sees only the difficult in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. So, yes, I didn't get the job, but, but I did move forward on what I wanted to do and who I was. I set really good habits. I learned new skills for this interview. And I also did really good interview prep. And so there was a lot of really cool uh, beneficial things. Now, you're probably asking, how is this pertaining to me? And you're just telling me about your interview. Well, I'm going to bring it to your world, okay? So let me bring it to your world. And I looked up some studies on the power of optimism. And a specific guy, Dr. John Medina, uh, is the author of a book called Brain Rules for Aging Well. And he has a couple things uh, where he talks about the process uh, and the importance of optimism. And in fact, he kind of delved into the side of pessimistic thinking and optimistic thinking. And I'm not going to bore you with all of the details of the study, but I do want to read this specific quote. Um, this is a, a long uh, blip where he's talking about optimism versus the flip side of things of negative viewpoints, pessimistic, um, as well as clinical depression. So the effects of clinical depression for a pessimist versus an optimist. And he says, if you slip into to a clinical depression, all kinds of rotten things happen to you. Here's one. Your immune system begins to go offline. As a result, cortisol levels, stress hormones, begin to rise. Stress hormones attack a very particular cell type in the immune system called CD4 positive cell. It's a white blood cell that play an important role in your immune system. If you are depressed, cortisol levels go way, way up. When they go up, your ability to mount a sustained and effective response against infectious diseases goes down. As importantly, your ability to fight certain cancers go down, and the ability for you to maintain cardiovascular health goes down. Put all of those things together, and it's almost a guarantee to live a shorter life. The ability for you to stay optimistic produces a buffer against your probability of experiencing depression. This is scientific proven, right? These are studies from smarter people, not me, smarter people than me who have spent years studying this. And it's fascinating because there is a power in how we think of the day. Perhaps it is a terrible day and it's going to be bad. If we wake up and we expect that, if we wake up and we know that emotional feeling of, I know it's not going to go well today, so I, I'm not ready for it, right? It's Monday. So you wake up 
you listen to the podcast first thing because you know on Mondays, the Bears and Lions podcast is released at 7 a.m., but you wake up and you you just know, okay, I've got to go to work today. It's going to be an absolute doozy because Mondays are crazy after the weekend. If you have that pessimistic viewpoint and not an optimistic viewpoint, you actually are allowing that cortisol level to prolong in your body. And it's crazy how our bodies will react to it. Now, one of the really the one of the largest causes of cortisol in our society right now is alcohol, actually. And alcohol is one of the key cortisol inhibitors or not inhibitors, but one of the key cortisol uh, causes your body will produce it like crazy um, when your body is processing that alcohol. Not sure the science behind it, but I have read it multiple different places and you're more than welcome to correct me on it um, because I, I love learning and I am wrong many times. Please understand, I'm not always right, but I do know that alcohol and cortisol levels have a huge, huge uh, correlation and that stress hormone of cortisol will cause anxiety. So just saying, that's something that's out there. Now, one of the things Dr. Medina said would be good would be there's, there's two different ways to kind of practice this, right? Because optimism is not one of those things like a muscle where you can just say, I'm going to go to the gym. If I want to work out my chest, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do chest flies. I'm going to do bench press. Uh, I'm going to do dumbbell, um, you know, di just different dips and things like that. I can work out specifically chest. Now, when we go to the emotional side of things, how do we practice these things? There's actual different mental ways to do it. Now, he said specifically gratitude and naming three good things on a daily basis. So I decided to practice this. So this is this is my response of practicing the optimism according to Dr. John Medina. Gratitude, my response to the interviews and the fact that I did not get the job. I am thankful that I created a business relationship in the interview process because the hiring manager was genuine in his desire to want me to be successful and has reached out to other managers in the area where he thinks I would be successful and has told me that he would like to help me get wherever I'm going, um, which is a valuable thing, right? You, you think of a hiring manager in any company uh, giving you that type of uh, backing, it's it, that's a big thing. So I'm very thankful for that opportunity. And three good things. Three good things is it opens opportunities in an area where I didn't even know there were job opportunities. So this other area that I've never heard of, um, that I, I'm going to be speaking with managers from that area now, uh, actually this week. So that's really exciting. Uh, updated and a successful resume. Everybody said my resume was great. Everybody said my interview skills were great. Um, there was nothing that I did wrong. I just didn't get the job. That's the end of that. And that's okay. So I'm really thankful. That's a good thing that my resume is updated and it is a good resume um, with a lot of good things on it. And then the, the third thing, this is a really, really good thing. I feel like I'm ready for an interview at any time now. For any position, it doesn't matter what it is. So if I meet with this manager uh, this week and they just go into an impromptu interview of like, tell me a time when, I feel like I'm way prepared, well prepared, um, well versed in tons of different opportunities 
that I can bring to that interview without having to go through a prep or ha without having to feel stressed about it. Um, those cortisol levels are down. So those are three things that I'm actually really thankful for in the process and, and my gratitude levels. So over the weekend, I felt it, but now we're back to work and we just go back to work because that's what we do. Consistency is the only determining factor on all successful people, right? If you are consistent, you can guarantee that there will be opportunities as you go along. If you are inconsistent, that's a guarantee that opportunities will be less, right? It can't guarantee success, but it puts you in the room consistently because you're consistently there. Now, I, I mentioned at the beginning of why perhaps is one of my favorite words. And lately I've seen it everywhere, perhaps. And it's just one of those words that really impacts me. Now, I remember years ago, a uh, one of my favorite authors and one of my favorite mentors, his name's Erwin McManus. He actually has a book coming out this week called Mind Shift. You should definitely go check it out. Um, but he was talking about a biblical story of a guy named Jonathan. Now, this is right before David and Goliath, and Jonathan actually becomes friends with David. So you're, you know, thinking of the type of people that they walked with. Uh, and in the time, Jonathan and his father, Saul, were, Saul was the king, Jonathan was the prince. They had two swords in all of Israel because there was a time of content. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. They had two swords. And essentially, their land was under attack. And Jonathan said to his armor bearer, hey, let's let's go check this out. And they were like, okay, let's do it. And his armor bearer was like, so what's the plan really? And Jonathan essentially just said, perhaps the Lord will help us. For nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle, whether he has many warriors or only a few. It was this mentality of, well, let's just go do something and perhaps God will show up because not doing anything is guaranteeing our demise. And I love that mentality of just doing something oftentimes will help us in all of that area, uh, all of the preparation, right? Just doing something gives us the opportunity of movement and it gives us the opportunity of communication or storytelling or whatever it might be. And I'm very thankful that as long as we're able to keep moving, perhaps we're going to meet something along the way. We're going to meet somebody along the way. Perhaps the next interview is going to go well. Perhaps the next job is going to be something even more incredible than I could have ever imagined. Or maybe it's going to be more lucrative and a better paying job uh, with better hours. We don't know, but perhaps. And I think that that's the power of optimism. I, I love James 1.14 also says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. And whether you're religious or not, I think that that verse can hit every single person in this room. I think everyone can understand that our life is just a morning fog. It's not something that goes on for a long, 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 long time. We are here for just a little while. And the older I get, the more, the most important thing is time. The older I get, the most important thing is time. And that's going to do it for our time in this conversation. Now, I really, really hope that you will have a mindset of optimism moving forward. Um, practice gratitude and name three good things every single day. I think that optimism is so important. And I really hope that you will. 
For those of you who are listening on YouTube, please make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. We are going to be posting some really cool stuff. I'm working on something this week, actually, for you. Um, I also post daily um, shorts and different things from the podcast there as well. You can follow me on Instagram at Kyle underscore Vot, V as in Victor, A-T-T. And you can also find me on Twitter. That's at Kyle Vot, V as in Victor, A-T-T is how you spell it. Uh, V-A-T-T is my last name. Everybody else who's listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. Please drop that follow. It really helps out a lot. Uh, We are going to be doing some really cool things in the future. I appreciate you listening. I hope that you will have a wonderful week. And remember to give grace, show love, and stay stellar. Peace.